Chapter 11 The Anti Gender Reveal Party Party. <sighs> Good morning. Remus yawned, lightly rubbing Sirius's arm. Sirius was tucked into Remus's chest, both laying on their sides with their feet tangled together, exactly how they had fallen asleep. Whether it was from the alcohol or just the exhaustion from the party, both men had somehow slept the entire night without stirring. Sirius grunted a dissenting noise and burrowed further into Remus's chest. Since they were already pressed entirely together, all he succeeded in doing was pushing Remus off the pillow. We should probably get up at some point. I bet James already has breakfast out by now, Remus pointed out. Sirius mumbled something sleepily, but with a snarky tone that told Remus he was beginning to wake up. It sounded like, eat you for breakfast. <laughs> Not in James and Lily's house, Remus smirked. Do you have homework today? Or do you want to hang out with me at the farm? He walked two fingers up Sirius's arm playfully. At that, Sirius finally sat up from bed. I can hang out with you. I just have some readings to do, but we could read together in the library. You want to go to the campus library? Remus questioned, surprised. No, your library at the farm. Oh, Remus said, smiling. That can be arranged. And it's a bit more convenient than a public library. The words had the desired effect, with Sirius fully getting out of bed and stretching his arms. Oh, he complained, bit of a headache. Too much of the non-pregnant punch? Remus asked. I think I could use some coffee and some solid food to prevent a hangover, too. Just then, the door of the bedroom was flung open, revealing James, who suddenly screamed and covered his eyes with his hands. Ah! Ugh, are you decent? Oh my god, I don't want to see anything I don't want to see. Sorry, I should have knocked. Sirius snorted. Yes, James, we're both naked and defiling your house with taboo sexual acts. He deadpanned. At that, James opened his eyes and laughed. Okay, good, you're wearing clothes. Breakfast is ready and there's plenty of coffee and the Advil is in circulation because apparently some people didn't keep to their limits last night. Are you aware of how strong the punch was, James? Remus rebuked. There was a non-alcoholic alternative right next to it, James defended, but laughed anyway. Breakfast, coffee, Advil, he repeated, then left the room, door open. Sirius leaned down to the bed to kiss Remus on the cheek before moving to the bathroom. <sighs> I'll see you in the kitchen, he said. His tone was a bit wary, and Remus suddenly remembered the fight that he had had with the Lily less than twelve hours ago. Wondering how their next morning would be and if James's description of their relationship as brother and sister was accurate, Remus happily realized that he himself could probably retrieve coffee and food without worrying about a confrontation with Lily. Remus padded to the kitchen and gleefully poured a mug of coffee and peeked under lids on the stove to find eggs and pancakes waiting for him. He was halfway through his first helping of breakfast when Lily walked into the kitchen, making piles of all the evidence of last night's party. Mounds of recycling were assembled by the back door and Lily was alternating between pouring bowls of chips and pretzels and candy into the trash or into resealable bags depending on a taste test from her first. Remus noticed with some amusement that some pieces of the garbage-destined snacks still ended up getting eaten by the judge, even while their companions were discarded. Lily took a deep breath before turning to face him. Remus, she started, I want to apologize. 
Remus raised his eyebrows in shock, then reflexively lowered the forkful of pancake that was halfway to his mouth. Not for what I said in the car a while ago. That still stands, she said stubbornly, before softening her face again. But I'm sorry for speaking poorly of you to Sirius last night, and for hurting your feelings by doing so. Remus nodded, remembering her words, and while they were meant for Sirius, a lot of them implied things about himself. My argument with Sirius is with him and not with you. I didn't mean to discount your experience or your self-agency. I want you to know that I think you're great and that Sirius is lucky to have you. And on that last point, we agree, Sirius's voice announced, and Remus turned to see him walking into the kitchen. Morning, Lils, he said lightly. Morning, she said sincerely. Did you sleep all right? I did. Has the baby been keeping you up still or was last night okay? As their friendly and familiar conversation returned, Remus realized that James was both right and wrong. The pair seemed to be destined to get along with each other and be there for one another, even after a big argument. Parts of each other's lives through thick or thin. But while Remus didn't have a sibling from which to base personal judgment, he guessed that James was wrong in that actual siblings would still be tearing each other's hair out, even if all the promise of mutual presence in each other's lives was still there. Either way, Remus was relieved to see them on speaking terms, although noted that neither referenced the fight nor apologized. Later that day, Remus and Sirius set themselves up in the farm library, tea and snacks on hand as they read side by side, Remus with novels and Sirius with textbooks. Since Sirius seemed to be making genuine progress in his homework, Remus didn't even distract him the way he couldn't if they were in the public library, until Sirius's eyes began to gloss over. It was only out of concern for his stress, after all. Just taking a break from studying all day, it was very responsible indeed. And so the day went on. Though Remus tried not to worry about the argument, as he began calling it in his head, he couldn't help but think about what Lily said. About her not believing Sirius would be able to settle down and give up a wild and free bachelor lifestyle. Remus knew that he should just talk to Sirius about it instead of letting the words gnaw at him. But something about asking your boyfriend of one week if he's going to stay with you forever or not seems a little clingy. One of the tactics that his mom had taught him was to empathize with others if he couldn't empathize with himself. Re, sweetie, you need to have more self-compassion, Hope would say, in response to Remus beating himself up over breaking a vase or failing a test. Just pretend you're giving advice to a friend who's in your situation. Remus invented a conversation as Sirius started to type away at his laptop, starting an essay due next week. What's got you down, imaginary friend? Oh, just the fact that one of my mutual friends implied that my boyfriend would either get bored of me or cheat on me, maybe. Have you tried being self-compassionate? Wait, no. Remus interrupted his thoughts. That would just create an infinite loop. He was reminded of cartoons where a child asks an adult for help after accidentally setting something on fire, and the adult immediately says, we need an adult. Do you have any reason to believe that your boyfriend is bored of you or would cheat? No, we actually had a specific conversation about cheating and it being a relationship deal breaker. Wow, problem solved then. Is it? Isn't it? If not, you could just talk to him again, seeing as that worked last time. Uh huh. Remus made an audible noise of frustration. Either that imaginary friend was a very boring person, or that conversation was going nowhere. Hmm? Sirius asked, eyebrows raised, but still in the middle of typing a quote from his textbook. Oh, nothing, 
Remus answered. Okay, Sirius said absentmindedly before taking Remus's hand and pressing a kiss to his knuckles. Hey, you're worried about something, Sirius said as they put the leftovers in the fridge after dinner. I can see it, bouncing around in your head behind those beautiful brown eyes. Sirius's winning smile almost gave Remus the courage to brush it off, but he could see the concern in his boyfriend's posture. It's not that big of a deal, really, I just... I keep thinking about what Lily said last night. Sirius groaned and sat down gracelessly on the couch. Ugh, which part? he asked. Well, Remus said matter-of-factly, he felt stupid vocalizing it, but he couldn't exactly stop the conversation now. She kind of implied that you'd get bored of me. Remus, Sirius whined, taking his hand and fiddling with his fingers. I know, Remus said, it's stupid. We haven't been together very long and it seems clingy to like ask if you're going to stay with me forever, because obviously who knows. But I wanted to at least talk about it since we said we would talk about things like this if they ever came up and I'll stay. What? Remus said, surprised at the interruption. I'll stay, Sirius repeated. Remus, I don't know what's going to happen between us. That's just how relationships work, though. We can't see where we'll be at some point in the future because we don't live in the future. We just have right now, and then eventually right now is a few moments after the last right now, and then you look back and you've been in the same spot for a long time. And right now, I want to be with you. And right now, a week ago, I wanted to be with you. And I think an entire month ago I did too, even though I wasn't yet. If you worry about the future, I think you lose sight of the right now. Remus let the words sink in and relaxed. <sighs> You're right, he said. Right now is pretty good, and I want to keep it being good, so I'm not going to worry about what happens if it isn't. Do you know that one Taylor Swift song, New Year's Day? Sirius asked suddenly. Oh, wow, um, not where I thought the next right now was going to be, Remus laughed, but here we are. M maybe? The lyrics say, don't read the last page, but I stay. It's like if your life was a book. You could take a peek at the ending to see what happens, right? But maybe you shouldn't, because maybe that will ruin the way you live your life now. Or something, I didn't write the song, but you don't need to worry about the ending. Because right now, I'm here. And right now, I'm telling you that I'll stay. I love you. Remus immediately covered his mouth in shock. He certainly didn't mean to say the words, they just slipped out. It was way too early to say them, and now Sirius was going to have to make some awkward speech about how he really, really likes Remus, and that it's okay if Remus said it, but he isn't sure he feels the same way yet, and oh god, it was gonna be terrible. Instead, Sirius just gave a little chuckle. The noise pulled Remus's eyes from behind his hand to Sirius's face, and his face was warm, smiling brightly enough to rival his namesake. <laughs> Do you know what I talked to James about last night? Sirius asked. Surprised, Remus just shook his head no. Well, he was really happy for me, for us being together. And I told him that I love you already. And he said he could tell. Remus, I... He paused to firmly lace his fingers with Remus's and look him directly in the eye. He gave another little chuckle and turned away for a split second but then steeled himself, facing Remus again. I love you too. Sirius ended up staying the night.
All right, do we have everything? Remus unpacked and repacked the bags they were bringing to James and Lily's again to make sure nothing was missing. Baby clothes, a blanket that Sirius claimed would become his godchild's favorite, even if it meant hiding any others that appeared to be contenders for the role. A tiny leather jacket were in one bag, and the other held snacks and a carefully wrapped dessert, along with an adorable picture book about bees Remus had found. Everything seemed to be ready for the baby shower, except for Sirius. Remus called down the hallway again to his boyfriend. Coming, Sirius's voice carried down the stairs. In the last two weeks, he had been spending more and more nights at the farm with Remus, and his wardrobe had begun to overtake Remus's closet. Although it didn't seem necessary in Remus's opinion, as Sirius wore anything that belonged to Remus without asking anyway, Remus wouldn't have it any other way. Okay, I'm ready, Sirius asserted after jogging into the kitchen. Is that my jacket? Remus questioned, knowing it was. No, maybe. You can have it back when it stops smelling like you. Remus smiled and noticed that Sirius was holding something partly behind his back. Did you get another gift for the baby? You're already bringing so much. No, Sirius grinned. No, not for the baby. This is something I got for you. He handed over the journal to Remus. It was simple but clearly built to last, a dark leather cover stamped with RJL on the front and thick blank pages inside. Wow, this is really... Do you like it? Sirius interrupted. It's a journal, he explained unnecessarily. For writing, I thought. Well, at the Halloween party, you mentioned that you wanted to be a writer, so I thought you could start with a journal, jot down ideas or plots or characters, and obviously you probably want to type the actual writing on a computer, but... Maybe the journal would sort of be a jumping-off place, if you wanted to, but I... I love it, Remus interrupted. Thank you. That was really thoughtful of you, especially since I just mentioned it once. It's perfect, he announced, running a finger over the stamped cover. I love you. I love you, too. Sirius pulled Remus in for a kiss, but Remus cut it short with laughter. Okay, we have to leave. We're not showing up late to this baby shower. Even if you are still mad at the expectant mother, Remus added in his mind. Sirius and Lily had been very cordial with each other since Halloween, but Remus could tell there was still some progress to be made before they were on great terms again. Remus suspected, but wasn't going to tell anyone, that they were both just embarrassed by how long their animosity had gone on for, and needed to simply forgive and forget. After Remus parked his truck outside James and Lily's house, he grabbed the bags while Sirius went to the bed of the truck for some reason. When he saw why, Remus bit back a laugh to sternly say, No, definitely not. Sirius made puppy dog eyes at Remus holding the empty bee box. Please. Oh, you know that's my weakness, Remus complained. Fine, I'm not gonna stop you, but I have no part in it. He began walking up the drive as he finished his sentence, hiding his grin from Sirius. The man was already chaotic enough, without positive reinforcement from Remus. Remus had enough time to get inside, greet the expecting parents, and unpack the food while keeping the gifts hidden, before Sirius made his grand entrance. Remus pulled Lily out of harm's way into the corner of the kitchen while Sirius's target walked over toward the entry hall. To the lovely expecting parents... From your lovely expecting godfather, my sincerest congratulations. Remus and I wanted to bestow a very symbolic gift, one near and dear to us to the little Sprock. 
we wanted to give the baby their first hive of bees. As Sirius rounded the corner, Remus watched James stop like a deer in headlights, focusing on the cardboard box Sirius held. It was one of the ones Remus used to catch swarms, and as such had warning live bees written all over it. Sirius held it in one hand nonchalantly, but as he stepped into the living room, his left foot caught on the end of the rug, and he made a very dramatic stumble, almost caught himself, and then fell, sprawling out onto the floor, catapulting the empty box towards a frozen James. The box bounced off his legs before it hit the floor, and the lid flew off. James made a sound close to a scream, but it soon transformed into something between laughter and sobbing as he realized the box was empty. Remus shook his head, a small smile affixed to his face, and was momentarily shocked to discover that Lily was making the exact same expression beside him. After the prank, the group of four had some time to finish setting up for the shower before the other guests arrived. Lily recruited Remus's help to hang a homemade banner above the television. He took a second to smirk at Sirius, silently and pointlessly pointing out his height advantage, before he stepped back to read the banner. The anti-gender reveal party party, he asked Lily with an incredulous smile. Exactly what this is, she declared defiantly. Gender reveal parties are stupid, because the sex of the baby shouldn't change the way you raise them, and I am not going to be one of those ridiculous parents who buys everything either pink or blue for their child. Anti-gender reveal party party, Remus repeated, trying out the phrase. I like it. Or just a baby shower, but I do like making my social justice opinions known, she said slyly. In any case, James and I already know the sex and will be happy to tell you later, but it's not going to be announced by popping a balloon or setting a forest on fire or something insane. Very wise, Remus joked. The shower went well, other friends of the expecting couple attended, some of whom Remus met at Halloween, and there was plenty of food, music, and cheer. While no pranking surpassed Sirius's gag with the bees, James did pull a few tricks on his co-workers, who, Remus assumed, were both used to and not amused by the antics. If anything, their discomfort only spurred James on. Remus had several little conversations with Lily and James, most of them getting interrupted by a new guest offering their congratulations. During one of these moments with the expecting mother, she fixed him with an analytical look, leaning back slightly before nodding to herself and grabbing a chip from a nearby bowl. You're happy, she said. It was a statement, not a question, but Remus nodded in agreement. I didn't know you before you met Sirius, she continued, but I think he makes you happier than you were before right? Remus nodded again. I think, Remus started, I think you all do. Before I met the three of you, I, I didn't exactly have a lot of excitement in my life. Or I was fine, but nothing was really extraordinary. I don't know. I'm happy. Lily beamed. You should tell Sirius that. Remus returned the smile. Oh, I have. As Sirius and Remus left the party, Remus mulled over his conversation with Lily. She was right. He was happy. And not only because of his new friends or his boyfriend, but also because he felt acceptance from both. He didn't pick a side between just friends or just a relationship. He had both in the best ways. Hey, Sirius interrupted his thoughts and linked a pinky finger around his. Yeah, Remus asked. I talked to Lily at the baby shower. And she apologized. Well, we both did. 
but I think we're back on good terms. I like her a lot, you know? She's a good friend. Aside from the occasional overprotectiveness of people she loves. Which I can understand, I suppose. He rolled his eyes playfully. I'm glad, Remus said sincerely. He took a second to lean in to kiss his boyfriend softly in the dimming light of the autumn sunsets that kept getting earlier. A year ago, the coming winter would have felt cold, and the dark would have brought the fears that Remus was yet to conquer. But today, standing on the sidewalk with arms around his boyfriend, he only felt warm. Are you ready to go home? Yeah, Sirius nodded, walking towards the truck. Let's go home.